want to thank you so much, um, you guys, for asking me to come and, and speak to you today. Uh, the kickoff of a new year is a big deal, and so it is an honor, honestly, for me to be here with you this morning. And I'd love to open us in prayer. Okay. Father, I just love you so much, Father. You are an awesome God, and um, we are grateful for this time set apart, Lord, for us to be together, to talk about you, um, to just focus, Father, on where we are and where we're going, Lord, in this time you've given us. And we just ask that you be glorified in all the words and um, actions here today, all of our sharing, Lord. Please um, speak through me. Uh, keep me out of the way, and may this uh, be from you, Lord Jesus. And uh, it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So I really wanted to talk this morning about time. I don't know about you guys, but for me, January 1st is not the beginning of a new year. Does anybody else feel that way? I, I get to January 1, and I don't do the, um, you know, the New Year's resolution thing because I don't like that guilt it adds to my life and I always fail so I that's not a, a thing for me but when I approach September as the summer comes to a close that seems to be the time that I take stock of what I am doing and where I'm spending my time and um, if I'm doing what the Lord wants me to do and uh, if my priorities are straight so that's just what I wanted to look at a little bit this morning. Um, and I know we could probably just have discussion here, and maybe we will end up doing that. But I like to think that my priorities are time with the Lord. I like to think that's my first priority. That's what I want it to be. That's the, the desire of my heart. Uh, my second priority for me in my stage of life and, and where I am is the time I spend with my husband. That is my, my second priority. And my third priority is time with my daughters, with my children. So I try to approach my days like that. Um, and whenever there's a decision or where I need to be, this morning I had a college counseling meeting with Martha at 5 of 8. And we flew in from Texas last night and got home around midnight. So I had to kind of, Mark's not here, you know, we have a traveling husband right now. And I thought, it, it kind of made me weigh my priorities. Um, I wanted to be ready and feel refreshed to come and be with you today, but I knew Martha needed me to be there just to encourage her. And so I said, Lord, you know, I know you will give me what I need and the strength and my time will be okay today because I need to be there for her in looking at how I line up my priorities. Now, as you know, I mess up all the time, but that is the desire of my heart is to um, have my priorities set that way. It just makes decision-making easier, too, for me. Um, in looking at um, time with the Lord, how many of you in here have a quiet time? What we call a quiet time. That's great. How many of you really want to have a quiet time? <laughs> Anybody struggle with that at all? Okay. That seems to be a constant, I think, for all of us. And the scripture I wanted to share this morning, 
Um, I know is a familiar passage and probably a favorite of many of yours as it is for me. And it's when um, Jesus in chapter 15 of John talks about um, being the vine. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If, a, if anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. He desires for each of us to bring him glory in our days and what we do every moment of our days. And he also doesn't want us to be anxious for anything. So I love this scripture because I think in the morning, if you end up running out and you don't get done what you wanted to get done as far as your time with him, you just say, Lord, I am yours today. I love it when I remember first thing in the morning to go, Lord, this is your day and I want to remain in you and you in me and to bring you glory in all I do. Now, I like nothing better than being on my couch. I have my spot. I guess we probably all have our spots where we, we love. Some do the garden thing, and that's so beautiful. But to have that sweet time of being in his word and, and having time to listen and study. Um, I love doing walks. Um, I feel like I don't talk so much when I walk. I feel like he speaks more to me when I'm walking. I don't know what that is for me. Um, sometimes I say I'm having lunch with Jesus to Mark because when I'm alone, out and about, I say I'm going to have lunch with Jesus today. And just listening, trying to listen to him because I'm not a very good listener. Um, but God does want to talk to us. So that's my first priority is my time spent with the Lord and, and just enjoying the days that he gives. Oh, I have a visual. <laughs> I forgot I had a visual. I, I was kind of thinking um, today of the title being Time Well Spent, so I thought having a clock um, is a good, a good thing to have. So I have a clock. Now this one is um, about accurate time. This clock doesn't work <laughs> because actually this is a good visual. Um, it doesn't have the battery in it. <laughs> and honestly, the, the thing to turn, um, I can't get it to work. I can't make the hands change. So I can't set the time, so I've had, it to, I've had to wait until it's 5.25 to stick in the battery to, to use this clock, and, and it's not worked. I just forget. So, but I thought this is a good image that for our time to be what we want it to be, we need, we need him. We need his battery um, plugged into us. And I, I love these little guys. Um, this I actually use for my... Um, tea, but um, it's also a five-minute thing when you're asked at any place to give a five-minute devotion. <laughs> this is a good timer, so you don't go over. But an hourglass, that, representing that we have a certain amount of time um, that we are given, and we want to, uh, we just want to be obedient, don't we? Um, to give our time to what God wants us to, to do. And I love to sing, so um, I wanted... Uh, Nancy and I to share this song with you and I know a lot of you know it but it's one that just speaks to my heart um, and my desire and how it's always a battle of um,
Well, I've run the race, but I've set my own pace, and now I face a shattered soul. But the wonderful arms of Jesus warm my hunger. something that he wants to show himself to us. He wants us to know him. And I just, I'm sure you feel this way too. It blows me away that he cares so much that he wants to show himself to us through his word and, and uh, through his Holy Spirit. Okay, that second priority, my husband. Um, those of you who have husbands here, um, it's a wonderful relationship. Not always easy. I don't think the Lord means for it to be easy, you know. He works on us, He grows us, He teaches us about Him um, all the time in our relationship with our husbands. He certainly has for me. Um, I wanted to read um, another favorite passage of all of ours, that's Ephesians chapter 5, that says, um, it, well, actually begins in 21. In verse 21, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And then it says, wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. And then, of course, it goes on, husbands love your wives, as just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. But I, I, I actually like this passage, and I had to learn to like this passage. That, um, what is that, the, the, that we should submit to our husbands in everything. There have definitely been times in my marriage when it was really hard to submit to my husband um, some big issues, like a move or a change of a job. Um, but I have found that when I just give him, it's, it's an honor, respect thing. When I say, okay, we're, we'll, we'll do that. Even if in my heart I'm going, okay, this is so not good. This is not gonna work. And uh, maybe we'll share with a friend, you know, um, close friend that, you know, when you're struggling with something. But 
in every case, even if things don't ultimately turn out the way you think they're going to turn out, I have found that God blesses our relationship because of that submission. It may not be, you know, you may have that little thing in your head going, you know, I told you so, but that's not what it's about. It's that submission is because he wants us to have this incredible love relationship with our husbands. Um, the same way Christ loves the church. That's why it's pictured like that. And I think that's just so incredible. And the neat thing is it's a work in progress. Now I have to say, I have a husband, and a lot of you know him. He's wonderful. He's funny. He's, uh, I always laugh, say he's part girl, because I can kind of talk to him about everything. And that's not always the case with husbands. And, and a lot of my friends have uh, husbands that don't know the Lord, and so that makes it a whole other element. But I do think when we are, when God knows we are being obedient to him in how we relate to our husbands, it's, it's going to be a good thing. It's going to be a good thing one way or another. Um, but because I like to sing, I thought, Lord, what would be a, a good song um, in, in talking about my relationship with Mark? And this song actually is a song from I Do, I Do. And Mark and I used to do this as a duet. Um, but I like how it expands. Um,
I love how that kind of pictures the whole. Yeah. Um, so the third priority that I, I like to keep in focus is are my girls. And most of you know about Hannah, the loss of, those of you who don't, we lost our oldest daughter. Golly, I can't believe it's going to be six years this Christmas, our Hannah. And I went to be with the Lord due to flu, and um, that was a hard thing. But as so many of you know, when you have a loss, it makes time all that more precious, doesn't it? It makes it, um, and I realized this um, in a new way. Just going to Texas with Martha this past few days, looking at colleges, and I have this book that they give us at the school uh, called Give Them Wings, and it's preparing as parents letting go. And I was talking to the Lord about it, and I thought, and I wasn't, didn't say anything to Martha about it, but I thought, you know what, Lord? You've worked on me in this area because of Hannah. Um, I had to trust the Lord and lean on Him um, that that was the time that he gave us with Hannah. So here we are in a um, time again of letting go of Martha. And so it's just a different perspective. But when you do lose someone close to you, you realize how uh, short your time is. Uh, and I think, you know, we always forget, don't we? The days go on and we get busy and we forget. But when we come back, we realize just how precious our moments are with our family, our loved ones, our friends, these times together um, are so precious. So these times right now with Martha are particularly precious because she doesn't um, feel led to a California school. I know she's going to be going far away. And, um, and so I know the Lord's going to, as he's helped many of you, it's going to be okay. Um, he's going to give me joy for her and for her change and for her happiness. Um, and Rebecca, um, the short time I have left with her and the challenge that that is. But I wanted to read this wonderful passage from Deuteronomy, which is familiar. Actually, the one verse I love to, to remember is um, in Proverbs when it talks about train up a child in the way he will go, should go with the Lord and that when he, he's old, um, he won't depart from it. For those times when you think your child just doesn't get it claiming that promise. I know um, for many of us that's a, a biggie. But in Deuteronomy 6, um, verse 5, it says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your, ch on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Isn't it something you think about this passage being so old? And yet I know many people have um, Bible verses up on their walls at home. Just things around reminders, even if it's a fish on your car or a cross that you wear, um, that we have a reminded about Christ and, and what he did for us, that we can talk about it in our days as we walk with our children and how precious that is. And um, then it's kind of on them, on what they do with what they've learned from us as mothers or grandmothers. Um, 
which goes back to abiding in him and trusting that he will use us for his purpose, for his glory, uh, with our children and with our husbands if we remain in him. There is a song um, that I have sung here before, actually it was a long time ago, but it was written by Terry and Paul Reiser uh, called Take the Time. And what's wonderful about this song um, is a friend, when we lived in, in the San Francisco area, gave me the song to sing um, for a, a, a mops type group. Oh golly, it's not 20 years ago, but it was almost. And she gave me this song. She said, a good friend of mine wrote this, because she was a doctor, and this doctor friend of mine wrote this, and, and this was the song. And so I sang this. I remember singing this um, at a church one day when uh, we got a call and found out about our third daughter, Rebecca, and uh, that we were going to be adopting her. So it's funny how this song has um, become really special to me. And it doesn't matter what stage you're at, or if it's grandkids or whatever, it's still as women, I think, and men, actually, um, you still relate to it. It's 9.15 and bedtime took too long once again. Another kiss, another glass of water, and then the questions come, the hands hold tight, the eyes are open wide, and something in me whispers, now's the time. Mommy, why did Muffy die? Daddy, where's the sun? And are there cats in heaven? And why did Jesus come? And though a whole day's dishes wait, and bills, bills are piled high, some, something in me whispers, take the time, take the time. While they're right here by your side, take the time. While their hearts are open wide, teach them how to love the Lord with all their hearts and minds. Oh, they're only home a season, take the time. Riding off to Narnia upon a lion's back, chubby fingers close the book and add it to the stack. Aslan didn't kill the witch, oh dad, why did he die? And something in me whispers, now's the time. The baseball game's tomorrow, but so's my interview. And how can I play Scrabble when there's so much to do? Little faces plead with me to put my work aside. And something in me whispers, take the time. Take the time while they're right here by your side. Take the time while their hearts are open wide. Teach them how to love the Lord with all their hearts and minds. Oh, they're only home a season. Take the time. For one day they'll start to spend time alone. One day they'll need to be on their own. Next week their hugs may not be quite the same. Lord, may they honor your name. 
It's 9.15 and bedtime took too long once again. Another kiss, another glass of water, and then the questions come, the hands hold tight, the eyes are open wide, and something in me whispers, take the time, take the time, while they're right here by your side, take the time, while their hearts are open wide, teach them to love the Lord with all their hearts and minds. Oh, they're only home a season. Take the time. Yes, they're only home a season. Take the time. Oh, Heavenly Father, we love you so much. Oh God, we pray that we will not just bide our time, Lord, but we will abide in you, Lord, the time that you have given us here, Lord. We want all we do, all we say, to bring glory to you. Father, I thank you for this group of women. I thank you so much that they desire to know you more, that they have come to this place, Lord, to look at you, Father, through your word and through David, Lord, and the life you gave him. Father, I pray you bless this year and the time that they give this study from beginning to end, Lord. I pray you be with each one of us each day, Lord, and how we spend our time. May we praise you um, all the days of our lives, Father, and may we serve you until you come for us. For we do love you so very much and are so grateful for your son Jesus in whose name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Well, thank you all so much for having me here.